You're listening to Wealth Tech on Deck, a podcast about the future of wealth management technology, brought to you by Life Yield. Here's your host, Jack Sherry. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on Wealth Tech on Deck. On our podcast, we talk with industry leaders each week about the future of wealth management and uh, with a particular focus on what I call the confluence of digital and human advice. With each of our guests, we pay special attention for their firm strategy around product, distribution, and technology. And I'm especially looking forward to uh, today's conversation. Joining me on this uh, on this podcast is the relatively new CEO of Allianz Life, Jasmine Jarrell. Jasmine's had uh, broad leadership experience in consumer banking, investment and wealth management, and insurance. Uh, today, we are going to discuss her strategy at Allianz, one of the most successful insurance companies in America. So Allianz has made and continues to make its mark in the wholesale distribution of insurance and annuity products. We're also going to discuss the investments Allianz has made in fintech and the role fintech plays in helping advisors develop a comprehensive approach that helps clients improve financial outcomes. So Jasmine, it's a real pleasure to have you on our show. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Thanks for having me, Jack. So let's start with maybe uh, giving a little background. I know in reading your LinkedIn profile, you've uh, worn a number of different hats over time. And now uh, since I guess it's March or so, you're the CEO of, of Allianz. Give us a little bit of a background on what you've done over time, particularly interested in your most recent role. Probably save that for the end of the the high level view of what you've done over the course of your career. But I'm particularly interested in the role you played as the chief growth officer at Allianz. I know that that is uh, critical for all companies, especially in in the insurance industry where that segment has not been growing as rapidly as some others. So you've clearly uh, beaten the odds and you've done a great job with that. So uh, tell us about your background and uh, I'm particularly interested in the work you've done as the chief growth officer at Allianz. So tell us about your career. Sure, will do. So I've really spent the majority of my career in financial services, and that's really kind of my passion and my love. I had a number of different experiences early in my career working at what was um, at the time called Minnesota Mutual, now Securian, started out in market research, marketing and product. I've been with Allianz, and this is actually my second stint at the company. I love it so much I came back. But I uh, started off as a chief of staff to one of our former CEOs, which gave me kind of a great bird's eye view into into running the company. Uh, From there, I went on to run product. After that, I ran operations. And then I left for a period of time to go to Wells Fargo, where I ran the trust services unit that serves all the trust fiduciary businesses of the bank. And then subsequently, one of the segments of consumer lending as an executive vice president. I was really lucky to get to come back to Allianz about three years ago as chief growth officer. Uh, I've told many people this is absolutely the dream job. So I was able to run product, corporate strategy, new markets, digital marketing, communication, sponsorships, and agile. So really a collaborative functions. It gets to work kind of across all the different parts of the company and the industry. And my job was really to help the company find ways that we could accelerate growth in our core markets and really begin to execute the exploration and and eventually growth in new markets that we thought would be a good fit with our core. So I moved into the CEO role actually September 1st, um, taking over for Walter White. And it's been lots of fun. My first few weeks on the job to be working on how we're going to evolve our growth strategy into its next phase. That's great. I want to learn more about what's next, but let's, let me go back a little bit if I could on the, the chief growth officer role. 
because that's a new title I'm starting to hear around the industry. And it brings together a lot. I guess people used to be called chief marketing officer. And clearly with what you've done and I see around other places around our industry, financial services industry, that includes much more, which I think makes sense. So we'll talk a little bit about that. How did that come together? How did you coordinate all those capabilities. It seems vital to coordinate all that, but talk a little bit about that and uh, how you've clearly succeeded in pulling all that together. Yeah, I do think you're right, Jack. It is a bit of a trend in the industry to start to migrate away from a traditional chief marketing officer role to more of a chief growth officer. Part of that is, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that growth is a real imperative and has been a challenge for financial services companies. So putting more emphasis on all the business building aspects of driving growth, you know, it's, I think, a, a logical shift reflected in that role. But when I think about it at the most macro level, of course, marketing is a big piece of it. But my responsibilities as CGO also included really looking after kind of all the front end parts of how we build the business. So having deep knowledge and insight on our customers and our advisors, really keeping a pulse on different trends happening in the market and ways that our products and services could evolve to meet those trends. And then building that into a holistic strategy for the company to execute. And that, you know, takes the shape of lots of different things. It could be more pure product. It could be expansion of distribution and a variety of other kind of tools and techniques. Ultimately, the combination of those things, I think, is part of what's brought Allianz much success in the last few years in terms of growth. So, you know, I kind of have described the role to people as a little bit of a glue across the executive team, making sure that once the strategy for the company has been set, we've got all the right pieces and parts kind of coming together to execute that plan and make sure that we are really differentiating ourselves in the market. Let me dig in a little bit deeper here. I'm fascinated by this whole topic. And we'll talk about where you're going and what you're doing next, which I'm sure is quite informed by what I'm about to ask you. So as you took on this role, I'm assuming that was a new role. So comment on that. If you'd also comment, how is this different than sales? Typically, people think of as sales as somehow some of the things you described. And I think that uh, my observation and something we try to do at Lifefield is how do we connect the dots? How do we make that glue that you just described? How do we bring all that together so we tee up so the sales folks can be more successful, more effective? So if you'd comment on that. I'll stop there because I have many more questions around just <laughs> what you did. And maybe one last point, if you'd make, if you can keep track of all this, sorry. And that is life insurance industry and the annuity industry largely has not grown, yet you have. So talk about that because it's, uh, it's one thing to grow when everybody else is, but it's a whole nother thing to grow and few others are. So talk about if you could connect all those dots that I just threw at you. Okay, well, I'll try, but <laughs> if I miss something, <laughs> you can go back and correct me. <laughs> No, I think you got it. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, that you're right. The chief growth officer role was a new one at the time that I stepped into it. All those different functions existed across the company in some way, shape or form in the past. But I think what was really new were two things. One was just bringing them together under one umbrella and having the kind of corporate strategy sit at the top, then informing the design and execution of all the strategies underneath. The second piece of that really had to do with, I think, more of an emphasis on some of the new markets activities that we've taken on. And we did a fair bit of work um, when I first started in that position to really look at the growth trajectory that we'd seen at the company in the past, what we saw happening from an industry perspective, and in particular, the markets that we've historically had a strong presence in, and realized that you know we couldn't really achieve the growth aspirations that our parent company has for us as a big organic driver of growth for Allianz Group without doing something new and different. 
We also recognize that, you know, just given all the change we've seen in the market and more continued economic uncertainty, we wanted a better balance of, you know, how we are diversifying the risk and revenue profile of our business. It's interesting, just to give you kind of one example, looking at the Ryla market, where, you know, now we actually, that will be our single largest product line this year in terms of revenue. It wasn't um, too long ago that that business line, you know, for us was kind of a rounding error. And maybe that was, you know, five, six years ago. Um, now it's grown to be a dominant product for us. And I think a lot of that has to do with what's happening in the market. So um, those are a few pieces. Um, as it relates to sales, I would say this, you know, our distribution people at Allianz are, in my opinion, you know, the best in the business, but they're really good at a couple of things. I think one is managing relationships with our key distribution partners and strategic accounts. And um, that function, of course, is really core to what they do in their primary focus. And then, you know, making sure that we're equipping all the advisors that we work with, with the right sets of products and tools and, and expertise to serve their clients. What I don't think is distribution's strength sometimes is executing all the internal stuff that has to be done to make those things happen. It's also really hard when you're out on the street every day and building those relationships, working with advisors and distribution partners to be thinking about what's new. So having the CGO role really focus on those things really freed our distribution folks up to do what they do best and help to make sure that we had enough eyes on kind of both sides of the ledger. So it's really worked out well for us. And I think it has allowed each of our functions to really deliver their best for the company. So um, Jasmine, you mentioned Riley, maybe for our audience that might not be familiar with that segment, if you could describe what that is. Sure. That's the registered index linked annuity market. And that, that market's really been growing quickly as some assets have been moving away from traditional variable products. So it brings together kind of the best features, if you will, of a variable annuity and a fixed annuity with caps and, and buffers or floors to help manage the downside risk. And for those that may not be familiar with the buzzword of RILA, it's basically index annuities that everyone's talking about these days for our audience that might yeah. know it as that. We also, a little while back, talked about growth. And my observation is the life insurance industry has not been growing. Yet Allianz has been growing in space from what I can gather. Maybe talk about what made all the difference. I, I have a hunch that had to do with the chief growth officer, but I'm just guessing there. <laughs> well, don't give me too much credit, Jack. But I will say a couple things. First of all, if you look at the industry in aggregate, you're right. The growth has been fairly flat or not substantial over the last few years. But there are certain segments of the market that really have grown and in the case of Allianz, a couple of our core strengths have played really well into the segments that have been experiencing the most growth. And I'm you know, happy to say that I think some of the products that we've launched and some of the strategies that we've developed have helped also those segments of the industry grow. But in our case, I mentioned the registered index linked annuities. That is one area that has been growing pretty rapidly as some assets have been shifting away from traditional variable products. Another market that we have a strong presence in and have virtually doubled our kind of annual revenue is index linked annuities. So Allianz is, we take a lot of pride in being an indexing leader. That's powered by our in-house dynamic hedging platform that we utilize to develop and manage all of our products. We've also introduced some features that have set us apart from other companies, in particular, a feature called Performance Lock that's actually available across all of our annuities and our life products. And it allows the advisor um, or the contract holder to lock in caps or gains on their contract at any given point during the contract year. 
So that's really helped customers maintain really strong performance despite very volatile markets. And it gives customers a lot more control over managing their contracts, which we found they, they really enjoy. Overall, looking at Allianz Life's results, I would also say just being very deliberate and focused on building all of the enabling capabilities to help us grow. Um, it's not just product or just distribution. It's also really important to have a very strong customer experience and to make sure that the digital tools and processes are there to enable or enable our advisors to really serve their clients in ways that are user-friendly and, and meet their clients' needs. So we've really been thinking about kind of this three-legged stool of strength of product innovation, depth of distribution relationship, and really having a technology-enabled experience that can differentiate us and set us apart. And, and we're really proud of the results. Over the course of the past few years, looking at year in 2018, we had revenue at the end of that year at $12.2 billion. And we're on track to meet or potentially slightly exceed a $15 billion result in 2021. So we're really proud of being able to grow substantially despite some of the challenges with the pandemic. No surprise that the chief growth officer and team, I know you're very, very much the team player. Clearly, Allianz has pulled it all together. And I know your colleagues well, Heather Kelly and Corey Walther, who have done a fabulous job from a relationship standpoint over time. And from a distribution standpoint, uh, over time, you've been quite strong there consistently for a long time. And I know the product innovation front has been strong as well. And, and the innovation that you've done around the index annuities has been industry leading. We're going to talk about technology in a minute, but maybe a, just a comment on that, because I, I just think you've done such a terrific job on those sort of the basic tenets, of, namely product and distribution. So talk a little bit about that, because your, your team has really been outstanding, I think. Yeah, I couldn't be more proud of how our team really works together to bring those things to market in a cohesive way. You can't just do one of them well. You really have to have the right right combination. So, you know, on the distribution side, I think you've mentioned, Jack, just the, you know, the talent that we have um, who've worked really hard over, a, you know, a number of years to build very strong, deep relationships where we can go in and, you know, not just be a product provider, but really add value and that happens both at the advisor level and the distributor level with you know, tools and technology that we can bring to the table that makes the selling process more effective. And I think also really helps position our products effectively in the broader context of financial planning. So that's been a big area of investment for us. And you know, the folks that we have out in the field making that happen every day, I think are a big part of the success. On the product innovation side, you know, we are really focused on uh, leveraging our strengths. And I think, you know, there's so many different segments, if you will, of the annuity and the life market, but we know what we're good at. And that's, as I said, really leveraging indexing capabilities and leveraging our ability to generate increasing income. And with those as a couple of points of differentiation in the product, we're always listening to customers, listening to advisors about what can we do to take these products we have and make them stronger. And I think just keeping a good ear to the ground and really understanding how we can evolve the products to continue to better meet needs and investing in continually updating the product. We're refreshing our products in many cases, multiple times over the course of a calendar year. It's helped us keep our edge and, and really you know, continue to be the best. So I think focusing on what you're good at and leveraging your strengths and then looking for adjacent spaces where you can take those 
core skills and bring them to new customer segments is ultimately a winning strategy. Couldn't agree with you more. And I want to just add a, a piece and dig in here a little bit around technology, because I know you were early to the party in terms of investing in technology of many technology relationships, including the relationship you have with Lifefield. So you were early on that. And like we've all been trying to figure out how technology and the role it plays and how it works and so on. But you already had a, a very solid and strong base in terms of distributor relationships, solid product line that ever evolving and one of the most powerful distribution forces in our industry. But you also mentioned earlier that uh, in the context of a more comprehensive kind of approach, financial planning kind of approach, being a player in the technology end of things is critical. So maybe talk a little bit about that, because that's uh, something our audience in particular is struggling with. How do you incorporate product and distribution relationship and Salesforce with technology? How does that all come together? I know it's a work in progress at all firms, but talk a little bit about that, if you would, about how you incorporate and leverage technology to achieve your goals. Yeah, I think, you know, the industry has been slow in some respects to adopt all the capabilities of technology. And I guess in part, that's just the the nature of the type of business that we're in. But I think the pandemic really kind of dramatically accelerated that pace of change and willingness and readiness to adopt technology. And I, I really do believe it's here to stay. So we really do look at kind of a land, air and sea approach to making sure that we've got the right technology capabilities across that customer life cycle. Some of the largest investments that we've made and probably the most critical, I think, have been in making sure that our products are integrated into the financial planning tools and platforms that are now kind of becoming really table stakes. Many distribution partners that we work with also are leveraging, you know, new forms of technology to kind of manage their shelf, if you will, or their approved product list and making sure that we're positioned to kind of be on both sides of that, either, you know, making sure the product's approved in key firms, but also making sure the product's well integrated into the platforms that they're leveraging. Simon is kind of one example that a lot of broker dealers are beginning to use more and more. And so, you know, we've really wanted to make sure that our product is accurately reflected there and that we've got all the right sales support tools to help advisors model our product within that platform. You know, the advisor desktop, if you will, I think has has fundamentally shifted to one of, you know, being able to manage all aspects of a financial plan end to end and just making sure we are there where advisors are and making their decisions and then equipping our sales teams to really help support advisors in leveraging the technology to its full extent is critical. I would also say we've looked a lot at automation and the ability to enable processes that hadn't necessarily been automated in the past. I mean, the kind of rise of electronic health data and sort of all the associated automated underwriting tools is one example that's really transformed the life new business process. And we're certainly looking at how we can make sure that the new business application process and then all the enforced servicing has the ability to be automated and digitally enabled for all those different customer touch points throughout the journey. So having the right technology in place to support that really is a differentiator for the advisor and the customer experience. That's the end of part one of our two-part conversation with Jasmine Jarrell. Join us next week for part two as we dig into how Jasmine has accomplished the daunting task of pulling all this together and keeping all the trains running on time, so to speak. These are complex problems to solve, and we will dig into these solutions in our next episode. Thanks for listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Again, we'll be back next week with part two of my conversation with Jasmine Jarrell. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Wealth Tech on Deck, our ongoing conversation about improving financial outcomes for all. This podcast is brought to you by LifeYield and produced by Reverb. Subscribe to future episodes in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can connect with our host, Jack Sherry, on LinkedIn and Twitter. And for more information about our perspective on the future of financial advice, visit our website at lifeyield.com.